Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we chat with the voice of the Jets, Paul Edmonds, as Winnipeg is in a bit of a slump right now. What do they got to do to get out of it? Does it have to happen immediately? We'll talk about it all on the podcast. Last night's game between the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers, it didn't go so well. It was a 6-1 drubbing. It was just a, a terrible game, really, for the Winnipeg Jets as they are in the midst of a four-game slide. They are having their worst spell of things right now. And the man who called the action here on CGOB was Paul Edmonds. And Paul joins us now. Uh, as far as games that you've called, Paul, where does that one rank in terms of duds for the Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> you want to go through a, like a top five or a low five? No, or? <laughs> we don't need to go through all the lists, but it's got to be up there, right? Well, I think given the circumstances, it's probably one of the lower marks. But, I mean, they've had a few over over my seven-plus years that you kind of want to forget about. I think those are the ones that you you kind of park real quick in the back of your mind and hope hold them right. But you always remember the games that, that brought you the most joy or, or at least the team and the franchise and the fans the most joy. But, yeah, that was one last night that I thought Paul said, Christian – what happened was precisely how he described it. I mean, they, they had a couple of breaks. I thought for 15 minutes they were excellent in the first period. Came out with a spark and a jump, and then there's a couple of miscues, and it's in the back of their net. And that's what happens when you, you are scuffling along. You don't lucky bounces that way. And then in a departure from where they have been for most of this season, they have run out of patience with being kind of structurally sound in the way they need to play in order to claw back the right way in a game. They opened up, and once they did, it really kind of imploded on them, and they were just plucked apart by the Edmonton Oilers. So, I mean, that's lesson number one. If you fall behind, you still have to play all year, and the coaching staff has systematically asked you to play, and be true to that. And then you'll have a better chance of mounting a comeback without falling so far behind that it's a fait accompli on what the result is going to be. It's just a matter of what the score is going to be by the time you get through 60 minutes of hockey. So, yeah, it wasn't a great moment. wasn't a great night. Rather forgettable, I think. Certainly, I think one of those nights where you're maybe glad that people weren't in the building because I'm sure a number would have left. It was last night as well. But we'll look to see how this team responds because right now it's a low point of the season for sure with four straight losses and five in a row overall to Edmonton. Yeah, there are four losses all to teams that are now ahead of them in the standings, Toronto and Edmonton, and they're having a bit more trouble at home right now than they are on the road. And if you're the Winnipeg Jets now, and we've heard it this month, Paul, whenever we've asked them about you know, going for first, the seeding matter. They have always said, well, we'd, we'd rather just be playing the right kind of game heading into the postseason. They now have eight games left to do that. And it, the schedule does get a bit easier because they have Calgary a couple times. they got Ottawa a couple times and Vancouver still too. But are you confident that this team can figure it out with Nikolai Ehlers out of the lineup for those eight games at least and then still the uncertainty about Adam Lowry's health? Well, I would have to tell you yes, because until we're proved wrong, you have to kind of side with the fact that you would be optimistic on them riding the ship. I mean, in group, unlike what we've had in the past couple of years to, to survey here with the Winnipeg Jets. So from that standpoint, I think, 
you know, what you're looking at here is probably a bounce back tomorrow night, more about the Winnipeg Jets than the Jets versus Edmonton, although there's always going to be those notes that are made about, okay, the psychological advantage that Edmonton might have if you guys meet in the playoffs, and as you mentioned, Christian, it's kind of looking that way. So that's an important aspect, but I think from the Jets, you want to be playing the right way with the eight games that you have remaining, five at home, three on the road, and and get the listing ship back up on keel here and headed in the proper direction with some wind in your sails so that you feel somewhat confident about going into that series. With regard to the players that you don't have right now, well, you just need to kind of soldier on. You're going to get Lowry back. I don't imagine that that's going to be tomorrow. Did practice today, but he was again in that non-contact jersey practice for a while. So until they can get him out of that jersey and he can get bumping, I don't know that he is going to be a player for tomorrow. So that might be a little premature. You're maybe looking later in the week when Winnipeg goes on the road after tomorrow's game. And they have a skate, of course, on Thursday, Friday night in Montreal for Adam Lowry. Nikolai Ehlers, well, just you got to kind of... You'll pull up your socks and understand that he's not going to be here for the remaining games of the regular season. And who knows really about the status of his injury and how he heals to get back for a potential playoff series. So you've got to go with what you've got. And you've got to get a little bit better from your goaltender who's been pulled in two. I think you need to have a couple of games that need to move the puck and have a little bit more bite. Um, I thought that... Winnipeg might have got pushed around a little bit. There's some fight in them against Toronto, but Edmonton's a, a different animal. They don't even have Zach Cassian in the lineup right now. Um, but I also like, from the standpoint that if you're looking for fight, I like Christian Veselainen's game. I like Mason Appleton playing on the top line with Mark Shifley. Had uber chances. And if it wasn't for Mike Smith, he might have had a couple of goals last night, and it might have been a different at least start to the game than it was for Winnipeg falling behind because Mason Appleton had a couple of chances early on. So I guess you're asking other guys to step up in the absence of players, um, but certainly it needs to come from the core. The core has been together for a long time and it needs to start tomorrow from the players that have been for most of the uh, the seven years that I've been around and for guys like Blake Wheeler for all 10 years of the 10-year franchise here that they've been really relocated from Atlanta. Are you okay with the defensive pairings as they are, or is that something that Paul Maurice can experiment with too in these remaining games? Well, I like the way that Dylan DeMello and Jordy Ben played last night. Now, they were a zero. They weren't scored on. They didn't get a goal when they were on the But the fact of the matter is, you look at Derek Forbert, who was a dash four, and you got a pairing that was a zero. They're doing something right. Also, let's face it, they're not going out there against Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid on a regular basis. They're being a little bit more sheltered in terms of that pair going out against those lines. So that really falls on the other two pairings to go out against those lines. But it was going so well last night for Dylan DeMello and maybe not so much for Tucker Poole that Paul Maurice made that in and elevated Dylan DeMello back with Josh Morrissey. Now, back skating today at practice, it was the regular combinations that we've seen for the last several weeks and maybe the last couple of months, and that was Morrissey and Pullman, and DeMello was back with Jordy Ben. But that doesn't mean that we couldn't see another flip. 
So am I okay with them? I guess you kind of have to be. You don't have a whole lot else. And yeah, I think it's been a great story to talk about where Logan Stanley has come this year. But I just, where he might be in a playoff series that's very important to the Winnipeg Jets this year. And that's why you went out and got Jordy Ben. I just think that Jordy handled the puck a lot better last night, seemed a lot more comfortable in the environment that is only two games as a Winnipeg Jet. He's a veteran guy at 32, 550 games in the NHL now. To be the guy you're going to tap to to be your sixth defenseman over Logan Stanley. But there's still that audition, that still rotation that Paul's talked about for the next little while what he has and maybe who receiving that spot more full time then in terms of the pairings um, you've got to be okay with them otherwise if you're not Paul would make a change and he did last night it seemed to be okay but it wasn't good enough by any standard because Winnipeg lost by five goals so nothing was really going right for them um, but I would think that you've got to be led certainly by Josh Morrissey and your two best defensemen they play on the two top pairings and you know, if you're looking for a little bit more, not to say that they didn't deliver it last night, but that would be a starting point if you're looking for more on your back end going into tomorrow. So looking ahead, Paul, uh, they've got, as I said, eight games. They pretty much play everyone still, uh, and Edmonton is their last one tomorrow. And like you said, they don't have to beat Edmonton tomorrow. It would probably be decent for their confidence to, to do it, but they'd rather just see a, a better style of play. Looking ahead to a possible first-round playoff matchup with the Oilers, I know it's it's still probably three weeks away, but right now, what has to change for the Jets to be able to compete in that series? Because the, the after getting six goals in back-to-back games against the Oilers earlier this season, they really haven't been able to score. No, you're right. I mean, the scoring has dried up, frankly, hasn't it? I mean, you you're not in a situation, and, and we've heard this now for the last couple of days, and it was rather frank. Paul Stastny postgame said that he has felt that they haven't been playing the right way for more than just the four-game losing skid, that some of their ills were masked by good goaltending or the fact that they some goals. Well, what's happening now is they are not outscoring their mistakes defense. And now when the scoring dries up, you're giving up a number of goals because you're not trading chances as efficiently with the opposition as you had been before. And so from that standpoint, I think to kind of start is to make sure that you're looking after your own zone. And in looking after your own zone, you're going to be kind of focused in on that and playing much better on your side of center and without the puck. And once you start to do that, then you're probably going to open up the game and get a few more opportunities and breaks offensively and the goals can come back. But that's the fact of the matter right now is they are not being able to score some goals to stay in games with some of the mistakes they're making without the puck and on their side of center. So it has to start with a more of a commitment to the defensive side of the game, protecting their goaltender where the shots are coming from, the shot vault. And then to use a basketball term, making sure when the shot comes in that you box out and there's there's nobody third opportunity. So, you know, the immediate part that needs to be the focal point, I think, is to be better inside your own zone 
and then protecting your house, as they like to say, beginning the offense that you start to win game 6-5, as you mentioned, when they were scoring half a dozen goals repeatedly earlier on in the season. Paul Edmonds, appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thanks for this, and uh, have a good call tomorrow night. As always, and by the way, we have two cats, three dogs, and a bird. So, Wait, you, And everybody just, wants outside right now. <laughs> it's just me and my cat who is now <laughs> on the balcony, so we... Uh, we're pandemic pals, so it's uh, it's a very different household than I'm sure you have. But uh, again, thanks, Paul. No problem. My pleasure. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. Soon.